Welcome back to Girl Code, a guide to self-love, where we discuss life, love, relationships, and basically everything and anything under the sun. I'm Nicole, and today we have Diana and Denise here with Hello. us today to talk about being female bosses. So let's hear all about how they've started out. So perhaps you guys would like to give an introduction about your business and what do you guys actually do? Um... Denise. <laughs> 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 no, I'm wondering, um, when you said name, is it my name? No, it's <laughs> a <the> business name. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm so tired, I'm so tired. I had like a couple of meetings in the morning, business meetings. <laughs> the name of the <laughs> business <laughs> and the nature of it. Okay, so uh, basically I'm Denise, I'm in a private, private education, private tutor, and then I started uh, Puzzles, which is my, my own uh, tuition centre. Mm. I'm actually in the midst of getting like some some licensing and certifications done. So I'm super excited for that. And maybe invite me back in a couple of months and I tell you all the entire mm -hmm. process and how difficult it was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. And we offer um, math tuition lessons, but I'm thinking to expand it in a couple of years to include uh, languages and uh, science and tech as well. <gasps> and coding. Cool. Oh, yeah. Wow! Oh. Coding too! Wow. Okay, I'm Diana and my name of business is... <laughs> <laughs> I guess my brain's not working as well. But um, my business name is 33 Petals & Co. So what is it? The nature of business is actually a floral business. Um, we do B2B and B2C business to consumer and business to business um, flowers. Yeah. Yep. So I guess I, I'm very honoured to have two big female bosses with me here today. Um, I can't speak for myself. I'm not a business owner. I'm a business employee, which is, you know, very different. But... I guess we can talk about more. I, I guess we can talk more about how you guys actually started your business. So, what made you decide to start it? Perhaps is it something like you're pursuing your own passion, or you want quick money? Quick <laughs> or, money. Yeah. <laughs> I think. What is it? I think when you think about businesses, everything requires capital. I don't think it's like quick money yet. <laughs> it's like you lose a lot of money first. I guess. Mm. You can say <laughs> what? Recently, I was watching this um, interview uh, with Elon Musk and mm. he shared something that his friend said. It was something like when you're starting, uh, when you're working on a startup, when you're starting a business, it's like eating glass or chewing glass Ouch, that's and painful. staring into the abyss. Yes, that was what he was trying to say. It's actually a very painful venture. Right. Yeah. But in the first couple of months, it's always very exciting. But then the, the excitement and the freshness wears off and then all of that pain just comes in. Right. Yeah. Okay, but that was not the question. The question was what, what made you decide yes, to start? Yes, what made you decide to start your own business? Uh, maybe I'll, I'll start first. For me, I've always liked math. I've always liked working with um, children um, more than I like working with people my age. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for me, I think it was very natural. I always knew I wanted to go into education. It was just a matter of when. Um, and it just happened sooner rather than later for, for me. Because uh, at that point in time, and I think everybody has heard this story before, <laughs> but it was during the circuit breaker, so there was no school. School was basically conducted online, and there was a need for virtual classes by a lot of people, and a lot of centres were just pivoting from physical classes to, to a virtual one. So uh, I think many centres or many teachers also struggled with that, with that switch, and that's when I decided to just enter the market as well. Right, but mm. I think it's very good to hear that you're actually pursuing your own passion, right, as mm. your work right now. Yeah. yeah. For me too, I it is actually a passion. So I've always known that I'm the kind of person where I like to do sales or I like business. I'm very like entrepreneurial. 
So, my parents actually own a flower shop before this. Um, they do it for the dead. And then we have suppliers. And I was like, why don't I do a pop-up? So, back then, um, I used to sell my flowers for Valentine's Day on Instagram. So, oh. every ins- every Valentine's Day, I'll be like, oh, do you guys want flowers? Uh, then I would do like a huge bunch. And I was like, wow, people actually buy, even though like it's like a small pop-up kind of thing. And then I decided, hey, I could do this. Then I just started it. Yeah. Right. But can I ask you, because, you know, starting a business is, to me, very, very scary and very risky. So that's why I went to the more conventional route of just being like an employee in a big organization. What what was it that made you guys wanted to start being your own boss? Was it the autonomy or the challenge or what was it? Mm. I think for me, I liked, I liked the autonomy. Um... But it was more so the challenge. I liked the challenge. I thought it was so fun. It was something that, like, isn't for me. It was something that I would never try this ever again in my life. And this is such a such a fresh experience to really go and tackle something right mm. into the unknown. So yeah, I I I really liked the challenge. But like I said, the excitement only lasts <laughs> the first few months, and then after that, the pain start start settling in. So mm. what pushes you, right? I think it's just that grit and that tenacity. Mm. Yeah. For me, I think um, back then, this was before COVID. The competition for jobs is actually very tough, especially for like fresh grads. Right. And for me, I was doing, I was studying marketing. Mm. MBA, right? So I wanted to do, I wanted to work for this com- really huge company mm. and I wanted to do marketing for them. But I think a lot of people really applied and I couldn't find a job and I was like, what do I do? Mm. Then I slowly think that, okay, why don't I try this business out and see if it works? And yeah, we never look back. We're, we're really such opposites because yeah. I had a job. <laughs> I had a job and I quit it to run this yeah. full time. So I, I huh. guess I'm in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but okay, so I think that's very interesting. But maybe you guys can share a, a bit more about the planning process because maybe there are viewers out there that want to start their own business but they don't know where to start. Like for me, I don't know where to start. Like, do I start with the financial planning? Do I have a concept first? Like, how did how do you actually do the planning? Hmm. I really cannot remember. <laughs> I started with. I can't remember. I feel like it was just oh I have this idea. Let me just jump right into it. Oh yeah. Right. Oh. Oh. Mine <laughs> mine was like, like no no planning at all. Yeah. I'm like okay why do I try this and I start small. I really start really small. I mean I I had baby steps. So like right. okay I'm gonna put aside this amount of money. This is how I'm going to invest the money. What I'm going to buy with it. Mm-hmm. And then I also had milestones for myself. So in one year, what do I want to achieve? In two mm-hmm. years, what must happen? If, if this doesn't happen, that means I'm not on track. And if oh. I'm not on track, then maybe this is not for me. Maybe it's time for me to return to corporate. So it's kind of like wow. a, a milestone for myself. Lah. It's She's kind of really a milestone person. Really planning yeah. and really having goals. Mine stuff. was really go with the flow because um, <laughs> I told you how I started was actually selling on like Instagram through flowers, Valentine's Day. And then slowly people ask me, hey, do you do it for this occasion or for example, Christmas? I'm like, mm, okay, I'll do it. And then it slowly became... Um, people keep asking me, oh, do you do for this? Do you f- do for this? And I slowly get into the market through like uh, giving uh, flowers and making for them. And then 
it just became an everyday thing. Oh. <laughs> it's like no milestones. I just literally followed and go with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess like during the planning process, mm. what was the biggest challenge that you guys faced? Was it more of, you know, getting the capital or more of like coming up with the concept or, you know, having people maybe not really trusting you guys as well? Because I mean, we're relatively young, starting a new business altogether. So I'd just like to understand a bit more about the challenges you guys faced in starting up the business. For me, okay, actually I go first? Yeah, sure. Okay, so for me, um, I learned the hard way. I used to have a business partner before this. And when I started by myself, it was like more go with the flow. But as I have a business partner, it was like a structure. You have to make sure everything is a milestone, like you said, right? The goals. Mm. And then um, my ex-business partner actually double-crossed me and created another company after they found out how I run things, which was really painful for me. And I think that was like a, a hurdle for me as a entrepreneur or as a business person. Right. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, working capital and business plan, it stopped for a while because I had to start from zero. Right. And then I was thinking, how do I make this business better over the years? And that's when I get more structured. And <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> not go with the flow anymore. <laughs> I think you can only do that when you're small. After that, it, it, you uh, can't anymore. That's true. When I first started, I think what I struggled with the most was like kind of setting up the, the systems and the, like your process flow. Because mm. I like things to be super, super by the book. You know, I, li- I like to have that book like, okay, this happens. This is what you should do. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to systems, it was things like accounting as well. You you don't have that, right? So you need to you need to start from scratch. You need to find an appropriate one. Mm-hmm. How you're gonna run it? You kind of need to break down the system, see how how it works for you as well. Yeah. Uh, and then jump from a few different clients to see. Uh, I mean, payment processing clients to see which will service you the best as well. Yeah. And then when it comes to talking about systems also, because we are in um, education, right? EduTech, you kind of need to... We, we also set up an online learning platform very, very early on mm-hmm. because this was something that I felt if I were a student, it would be so beneficial for me. And going into uh, tech is one of the most challenging things <laughs> okay. to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm still struggling with that. We're still trying to build like an AI type of app that can help people learn in a, in a more uh, game, gamify the learning process. Mm. So that, that is still something that I struggle with as of, as of now. It's right. really like the, when, it, when it comes to proper systems, right? Mm-hmm. Running, running the business day-to-day is fine, but really breaking into a system, right? Really finding a, a good, uh, what is that word? Uh, like a client solution that mm-hmm. works for your business. Yeah. That is where so it gets very difficult. Yeah. I think also because you can't replicate someone else's process for your own, right? Exactly. Everyone is unique. Your business, the way that it operates is unique as well. So I guess that's where the biggest challenge is. Mm-hmm. But now moving on to a more fun question. I wanted to ask about how do you guys brand your business? So you both have very, very um, innovative and I think very good names for your business, like Three Petals as well as Puzzles. Aww, how you. did you guys come up with the name? for me I started with um, the the values that I wanted to capture I wanted to make learning fun make math fun make it enjoyable Mm -hmm. so then I went I I basically took out a dictionary and I really went (laughs) word by word to find like which word like kind of embodies that element of fun and and, and then I settled on puzzle I think it took quite a quite a while actually it wasn't this wasn't my first choice it was was quite a number 
there was one uh, there was a word play on on uh, numbers there was a word play on words and numbers I really cannot remember what it was it was like square square one like beginning from square one oh. I think mm. and we, we wanted to call it square one and then I thought whoa that sounds very very serious it <laughs> 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 sounds like a very serious corporation square one <laughs> and then, and then we, we just went to rethink it and, and then eventually we came upon the word puzzles and I loved it like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it's a really great name yeah. Yes. Thank you. Or yeah. Mine was, um, 33 was my ex-partner's um, lucky number. Oh. 33. So oh. after that, I have to think about like, what suits you 33. So that's why we went with Petals. Before this, it was called BB Bloomin. It is, yeah. But we start with 33 Petals from right. Yeah. Uh, you also mentioned that your family uh, initiated in initially started off to sell flowers for the dead, right? Mm. So now you guys are selling to a different target audience as well. Did that have a effect on the name change or it was just like totally coincidental? Um, No, it didn't really affect mm. me because uh, we have a different target market and yes, was beloved flowers. So it has nothing to do with each other. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now let's talk about actually running the business. So a business has to start somewhere and sometimes the start can be shaky but it takes off eventually. So so what how did your first launch go or perhaps maybe the first few months in the business right was it what you expected in terms of let's say the amount of effort that you got to put in as well as the amount of money that you guys generated yeah i think the effort was a lot man like you have to <laughs> do a lot of thinking because it's like oh what design do you want to put out and what occasions what are people doing are you able to meet like the demands as well this and that you have to keep considering about it and it's like what um, Denise said. Basically, you need to know your workflow. And once you are okay, the structure is there, then it, it runs. For me, it was totally unexpected. How did my first launch go? Not amazing. Um, when we first opened for registration, and I'm just being very honest, right? Yeah. I don't think the registration was... Uh, amazing. I, I think that I, I did put aside like a couple of slots and I say, okay, I would like to fill up these slots by, by what date. Mm. And I think if I remember properly, I was I was worrying about it because about, I, I think I managed to fill only about 50% of the slots. And then I was thinking, oh no, like the demand is not as high oh. uh, as I expected it to be. And I remember then I... I don't know what made me think that because I'm in social media, I should have just gone to social media. <laughs> but rather than do that, I decided to market via a more traditional route. Uh. So in education, uh, the most traditional is to have flyers. So we printed flyers and I remember it was a stack of two or three hundred flyers. And then um, my my fiancé and I, we just drove around like the estate and then I'll get off the, the car and I'll put the flyers in the houses. Mm -hmm. And um, so on the flyers, we would then have a QR code where we'll bring them into a special uh, registration form. So this way I would be able to track conversions from the flyers. Yeah. If I remember, the conversion rate was so bad, I think it was less than 1%. Oh. Yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> and I just remember the experience of, um, we went to an estate really near our house, so we didn't actually drive, and it started raining. So <laughs> the flyers were getting wet, and I'm like, protect the flyers, please. So we, mm. we were drenched, and then we, we put the flyers into like, this plastic bag, and we're just walking along the road. But it was so fun. I, I, I wouldn't trade oh. the experience for anything. It's still something that I remember until today. Yeah. 
Right, but yeah. I, I guess like what you mentioned, start starting a business at the start requires a lot of effort because you have to build up, let's say, trust in people that are going to invest in your business or are going to use your products or services. Do you think that the hard work that you guys put in at the start set off the groundwork for what you guys are today. So I know Denise, like your slots are like filled out, right? Yes. Like, yeah. Do you think distributing those flyers? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the flyers did not work at all. But what worked was investing time into the classes because there's after all what the what the business is about. Mm. So I think um, I did put a lot of effort into the classes, into designing class plans, class materials, um, and self study worksheets because um, sometimes the students just need that that revision kind of self-help right yeah so that took up a lot of my time at the start and i was i remember working on these uh, documents and then i was just asking myself like is is it worth the time because it is so taxing on your time because mm. uh, i cover a couple of levels so i basically i was doing like a hundred over chapters a week and it was just so tiring oh. uh, but it works now because now our parents right now i'm not running such a strong recruitment campaign Simply because I don't need to. Mm. We're just so full and uh, we, we get most of our students via referrals at this point in time. So yep. our parents yeah. are the ones pulling people in. It's yeah. true, it's true. Um, even for me, okay, I didn't do much marketing actually. I, <laughs> I don't even like market that much. But my my clients or the my customers are usually people who I know. Like even if I met yeah. them once, they were like, oh, they would tell their friends and all that. And we are doing good just from that. And I'm at the stage where I cannot, if I market and like do it widespread, I cannot handle the the orders anymore. So I think the effort was worth it. But you have to think in business, you have to think of how to make things better all the time. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I learned it the hard way as well because back then I wasn't really good at flowers, and I had to go for different classes. And I realized as well, like over time, how come these flowers does not um does not last more than the others, which one is able to actually withstand heat, for example, in Singapore's weather, because not everyone switch on the aircon at home all the time. Yeah. What do I recommend them? And then it takes time to process and be better, I feel. Yeah. And that is something that you have to constantly do in business. Right. I, I think that's probably one of the biggest differences being your own boss and also working under someone, which is having to constantly come up with new and innovative business ideas to keep yourself relevant right mm -hmm. in the market like for me honestly when like compared to myself one year ago i'm still doing the same thing i'm still doing what my bosses are telling me to do in a way but for you guys you guys are th your own bosses right so what are some sources of inspiration or how do you guys come up with constant new ideas to keep yourself relevant and also keep your business like you know sustaining we're still very young. I think we're mm -hmm. about one, one to two years old only. So at this point in time, I I have to admit that I haven't <laughs> really innovated very much. The things that I, the goals that I set out for myself at the start, are the exact same goals that I'm still trying to hit. Um, I I'm still trying to create like a, like an app. Uh, it's not there yet. So oh. I'm still working on that. But uh, but I hope that once that's off my checklist. Then mm. I I will have the luxury and, and the privilege of thinking about this problem, <laughs> and how to innovate. 
for me, I think my customers are very open because I told you before that my some of my customers are people who I know. They're always asking me, hey, do you have new designs? Do you have this? Do you have that? And that mm. forces me to be out of my comfort zone and actually to, uh, to innovate in ways that I can to help them or achieve whatever they want it to be. And I think I'm really appreciative of that because they, they have trust in me to allow that growth in me. Yeah, so supportive people around you, I guess, helps. Got it. And I think also, like, one of the biggest challenges, in my opinion, right, is keeping your current customers or your current, let's say, parents or children. Students. Children. To believe in your, in your product or your service. So <laughs> is there... How do you build this lasting relationship with your customers? More like customer retention, mm. in a way. Fast is pretty easy. If the classes are effective, you can tell from the grades. Um, yeah. So um, I think this year, um, a, a class of 10, or uh, about 90% was getting an A. Wow. So that's the statistics that parents I would want to go to your <laughs> tuition <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> then... Um, that's it. Grades are one thing, right? The other thing they're looking at is the classroom experience. So is it fun? Do mm. you get their attention? Mm. And that's when we, we try and create very fun classroom plans. We try and give them food in class. So they come after school, they come at like 5, 6 p.m. They don't have time to eat because they have to rush down. So we buy dinners for them. Wow. We take them out during the during the holidays. or like. Um, so recently my friend had a birthday party at Time Zone and then I got Aww. all of these like Time Zone cards. It was like $100 each and then I just give them out to my students. Aww. I think things like that motivate them and it keeps yeah. them coming back also. That's true and yeah. that's very innovative because arcade, I, did, I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> I would love it now even though yeah. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not your too. student. What do we get as well? <laughs> <laughs> if I have leftovers, I'll bring it the next time. <laughs> For and me, it's definitely um, occasions because I'm very appreciative to my customers because like for example, um, Chen Hao actually, mm. he always supports my business for example, Valentine's Day every year. Oh. Like from yes, the start. Yes, it's true. He yeah. sends the talents, flowers from, from your, yeah. from your shop. Yeah. yeah. And I am very appreciative because when I started, it was so small. So I always, for example, like Christmas or anything, or in Happy Chinese New Year, I will send like, hey, uh, this is a, a free free gift, like a free dried flowers for you guys. Hope you guys like it. And I will always send them like a note. Because in flower industry, I always believe in um, keeping things personal. Like to your customers and to your friends and telling them, hey, thank you so much for all uh, supporting me all this time. I really appreciate you um, supporting like my dream, a small business Aww. and uh, from being a really good friend, you know, when because the thing is that if you're an entrepreneur, there's so many people out there, there's so many competitors. Why would your friend want to believe in you? Like there's so many like better businesses out there. But, you know, for all these small things, it actually motivates me to be better. Yeah. Oh, that's so that's sweet. So sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, real, do you find that most of your customers now mm -hmm. are recurring ones? Yes. Right. They are. Got it. Mm -hmm. So I'm thankful for that as well. 
Yeah. Okay, so I guess now let's talk about the hardships. And I think we probably talked about this the last time we did mm. an episode as well. But maybe some things has changed since then. Since then, So everything comes with its ups and downs, right? Yeah. What are some of the biggest hardships that you have faced as a female boss in today's generation? You want to go first? Yeah. <laughs> Too many? <laughs> Too many. <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs> so I'm in the middle of renovation. Again. <laughs> Oh gosh, dealing with renovation, right? You work with a lot of, um, I mean, the, the construction and renovation industry, it's really male-dominated. So when they speak with me, and it's not just that I'm a female, it might not just be that I'm a female, it's that I'm really small and my voice is really soft. Mm-hmm. So when I'm trying to tell them what to do, sometimes they, they kind of just talk over me. Oh. Or they, but I, I don't think there is... I, I'm not sure. I, I find it a bit difficult to navigate uh, these these kinds of conversations. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it's purely because I'm female. I think it's a lot of my, my characteristics <laughs> put together. That makes it difficult for, for me to do this. Uh. Yeah. But still, I believe it's like a stereotype, right? Like, if only the other person can see you as, you know, s- like, look past, like, your mm. height, your voice and stuff mm. like that... <laughs> Everyone deserves to be treated equally. Yeah. I believe. No, I yeah. they they are doing honest work. Yeah, know? they they are good good uh good workers. But it's just so funny because the every time I get a new um uh, a team to come in and take a look, the first thing that they ask me is how old are you? Like, mm-hmm. Are you still in school? Oh yeah, you do look like <laughs> you're really young. Yeah. <laughs> Which can be a good thing sometimes. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Not complaining. I'm happy. <laughs> Oh, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, for me, I think um, I'm having a bit of a trouble adjusting to expansions because right now we are expanding Mm. um, my business and it's hard for me to know who to trust, to have an employee and seeing like, oh, can you do it or not? Even the, th- the problem is that if it doesn't fit you, you have to keep changing. And then this will be like time delays. And then your shop will be, uh, opening will be like uh, delayed as well. And mm. this is the kind of things, the small things like pushes so much, like the process. I don't like that. Right. I, I think f- like when I'm just thinking about hardships of being a female boss, right? One thing that comes to mind is having people under you and knowing that you're responsible for you know their their families mm-hmm. or like cuz you're literally like providing them the, their salary right yeah. and it's something that i have not personally experienced because i have never become a boss before or not yet at least <laughs> so do you think it's difficult like you know having to um, manage people as well as making sure that they deliver the work that you expect them to do Oh, it's so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, I agree. It's so difficult. I have people in my team who are older than me. Oh. So for me to, to sometimes tell them off, in a nice way, I'm very nice. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes for me to tell them off, for me to tell them they're not doing this right, I, I do feel bad about it. Sometimes I feel like, oh, maybe I'm not in the position because they have had more experience after all. Mm. And I'm younger than them. Sometimes I think it's a little bit of imposter syndrome. I'm always doubting myself and I'm always wondering, oh, maybe maybe they do, maybe they know what they're talking about. Maybe it would, it would be an idea that really makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for me, I do struggle with that even up till now. Yeah. Same here. Sometimes it's so hard to like um, manage people. I think like 
it, managing employees is something that you don't learn as well. You have to go with the flow, and different people have different personality. Yeah. So you have to wonder like, how do I motivate this person? How do I do I become strict person like a strict boss and make sure they don't do anything wrong? Like, do I scold you, or am I the kind of person where I want to motivate you? But um, in general, I feel that knowing that I'm actually paying their salary and they are depending on me, it uh, motivates me to do better. Right. Yeah. There is the stress. I, I have spoken about is. this with my fiancé before. Like, yeah. Let's say next year, I, I feel like, oh, I had enough. <laughs> and I want to close oh. down. No, oh. no, 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 no. In a hypothetical uh, uh, yeah. scenario, I, I feel the stress. I feel like I <laughs> cannot do it. Oh because yeah. of because of the team, I feel that oh, even if true. I'm doing really well, I'm not willing to do it because I feel that they joined me when I was so small mm. that I do I I I want to continue to grow this. I want to continue to let them reap the benefits of really joining me when when I was nothing. Yeah, yeah. I know how you feel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when I listen oh. to that I'm also like oh. <laughs> even though I don't have any experience but I, I guess like another thing right another hardship that perhaps um, I don't know if you guys face but stereo- stereotypically um, people believe that women are more emotionally driven with their business compared to men F- what, what do you guys think about that? I disagree I think I'm generally a very laid back and a very chill person. I don't really care what's going on around me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I just care like um okay, basically like what I said like I'll give I'll give myself like uh, what's that word called? What's this thing called? <laughs> what what <laughs> thing? <laughs> this thing what is like it? check check what's it? Checklist? Check goals? No, when you run and then there are check posts. Check posts. Oh. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that a term that we use? No. Checkpoint. Checkpoint. Checkpoints, right? So I give myself a deadline. Like, okay, uh. we need to do this by when. For example, next year, I, mm. I want to start a coding class. So that's my timeline. Okay. December 2023. Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> Am I emotionally driven? So, so in that sense, I think no. Mm. Can I talk about the whole TikTok thing? Should I? Go ahead. I think you can go and then if not, they can cut they it. They can always cut it. Okay. <laughs> but, but I think that in such a competitive industry, there is bound to be people who get emotionally driven, driven and threatened. Right. Mm. And and when that happens, um ugly things happen. Yeah, yeah. So so we never know what will happen in the industry. I I think um ugly and dirty practices happen in any kind of industry. Yeah. But yeah. when you are in a competitive one, I think you must be prepared to face that kind of pain of dealing with it. Yeah. And uh, I mean it's something that I I I am a very emotional person. I, I don't think I'm a jealous person. I'm pretty happy for all of my friends when they do well. Actually, no. I am very happy for all of my friends. <laughs> <when> <laughs> oh, yeah. And I and I'm always celebrate all of their achievements. And I never... I, I don't think I've ever thought to myself, oh, I wish I could be like this person. Yeah. So I, I feel that I'm, I'm quite laid back in that sense. But I am also very emotional that when something happens or when some, someone attacks me or my business, it does get to me very personally. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I do get very, very affected by that. Yeah, yeah, but I think that applies to both women and men. Like, yeah. as it, I mean, if someone has attacked you and what you stand for in your business, you would definitely stand up for it, right? Because mm. you believe in, in what 
in what you believe in. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure men feel betrayed too, like if someone yeah. or like they, they do get affected. Yeah. Mm. But the thing was so when when this whole thing happened and if you know, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> my, my fiance and I we, we approached it very differently. He was very level headed. He uh. was like, Okay, this is what we need to do now. And for me I just felt for for I think a day I just felt a bit lost and I felt a bit like um uncertain about what I was supposed to do. I think I felt a lot of fear at, at that point in time. And yeah, but for him, it was like, okay, all systems go. This is what we need to do now. Yeah. For me, so I think I'm able to switch f- between both, like emotional side. Like I might take things personally, mm. but after that, after a while, when I'm done being sad or like being personally attacked, I feel like, okay, mm. time to put all the emotions aside. Time to see how are we going to deal with this and yeah. solve this problem and how can we, we can do better. Yeah. 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 Same, same. It took me a mm-hmm. one day. Next day I woke up. I'm like, okay, yeah. okay. I, yeah. I gotta get my head back in the correct space. Correct. Yeah, but I also do see merit of, you know, putting emotions in your business. It drives that passion and mm-hmm. I guess it can be a motivating factor to do well, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And I think your customers, your your, your customer database, mm-hmm. parents and students, they can see it as well. I think yeah. there is a very big difference when you approach something with so much passion and energy. Yes, definitely. When it's not like force. Get rid of me. Yeah. I guess now let's talk about um, being your own boss and being in control and having burden, like this big burden of the, the entire company is just like uh, on your shoulders, right? How do you deal with that stress? <laughs> I wouldn't be able to deal with it like at, at this moment in time. <laughs> For me, I'm just, oh, okay. If it fails, then let's just uh, let's just open another one and do it again. Restart again. Why not? What do you mean do? That. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> no, but it's a, good, it's a really yeah. good mindset to have because I think I would, I would beat myself up over it because I take things very hard on myself. Oh, yeah. right, right. I wish I wish I could be a bit like you. I'm too like like minded. Is it no like hated? No. What <laughs> what is it when you just don't take it personally? It just makes sometimes don't care. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you just make bad decisions. I guess, and you should be you should accept it. We're not perfect. Yeah, yeah. But I know I can see from her face. She's the kind that I want. If I a goal, I want it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not a good habit to have. Yeah, I, I when I see my students behaving like that, I always tell them to take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> and yet here I am. And then, yeah, <laughs> there you are. <laughs> you gotta tell that to yourself as well. Yeah. yeah. But it's really bad because before I I became my own boss, right? So I when I was working in corporate, at least um you you have a nine to five Monday to Fridays and then Saturday and Sunday you, you can go out kind of relax, yeah. kind of log off. Yeah. But when you're managing your own thing, you, you don't really have the luxury to do that. It is forever yeah. on your mind. Yeah, and, and in, in education, uh, weekends are the best time to have classes. Mm. So now my weekends are packed. Uh, my fiancés, <laughs> Mondays to Fridays are packed. We barely get to spend any time oh. together. Yeah, but we're, but we're on the we're on the same train of thought that we're still young. We have the energy to do this. Yes. So maybe in a couple of years' time, then we'll start to see how we can kind of shift things around. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I think it helps that both of you are very supportive mm. of each other yeah. and also have like a end goal. I yeah. would, I would say want goal like a relationship like that as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so I guess just to wrap it up, there might be people that are listening who want to start their own business and be their own boss as well. So can you offer any advice to these people? Well, just do it. If you fail, then just try again. <laughs> or try, start, just start small, I guess. And like bounce the idea with a few people maybe and see what they think about it. Because sometimes 
just quote some data or like survey people. Mm. See if there's a need in the market or not. Yeah. Start small. Start yeah. with something that doesn't require that much capital, mm-hmm. and then you can grow from there. And also be prepared that while you are very excited at the beginning, the excitement will wear off, and then the 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 pain of it will come in. Mm-hmm. But but uh, I think the rewards are high as well. Yeah. Nice, well said. <laughs> so that's it, guys, for today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed this episode where we talked about running a business. And it's also very important to know that with every business, there's definitely a risk. But don't let that stop you from chasing your dreams and being your own boss like these two ladies here. So that's it, guys, for today's episode. We hope that you enjoyed this episode where we talked about running a business. So we'll see you guys for the next one. Bye. Bye.